all the numbers, I don't think they're giving you a fair picture about probably really what's going on, you know, so do we really know how deadly this virus is? And not really, because all we're, we're essentially checking are people that have severe um, symptoms. And, you know, we do know that obviously there's a lot of asymptomatic people. Maybe there's people that have already been exposed earlier in the year. There's a lot of information that we don't know. So it's not really fair to look at those numbers and say, you know, this, this is a high death rate. You know, we don't know. Is it going to have the same impact as overall what the flu could, you know? Mm. Um, when it's all said and done, we don't know. Welcome to the Win at Life podcast, a place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can break free from restrictive diets and build a body and life you love. I'm Kitty Bloomfield, co-founder of New Strength and your host for this episode. Today, I'm sitting down with our good friend and author of How to Heal Your Metabolism, Kate Deering. In this episode, we dive into all things coronavirus. Kate and I discuss what you can be doing during these times of stress to not only curb your stress, but also protect your health and improve your immunity. As always, take a screenshot and share your biggest takeaways on Insta stories and tag me at K-I-T-T-Y-B-L-O-M-F-I-E-L-D. Everybody and um, welcome back, Kate, the amazing uh, Kate Deering. Good geez, we haven't caught up for a while. We've all been so busy and um, you know, working. yeah, working and all this stuff, the the virus and everything that's going on. And for those of you who don't know, uh, Kate, she's the author of the amazing book How to Heal Your Metabolism, which we sell on our website. It's a really great um, book if you're new to this way of eating and, and living. So, um, you know, you go, go, uh, check, check that out. But yeah, we, Kate and I often get on and have chats and we haven't done one for a while. And we thought we'd just get on and talk about all things, the coronavirus and how it's affecting people and how you can, you know, obviously protect yourself, um, you know, in your health and your immunity during this time. Kate lives in, she's overseas, um, obviously all over the, over the, over the other side of Australia. Pretty much, <laughs> nearly. Yeah, yeah. California, USA. So we're probably a little bit ahead of you as mm. considering the situation. So <clears throat> um, definitely an interesting time for everybody. I certainly don't want to come off that you know we know everything about this virus or have you been sure of it? For so you, we are up. in. Um, we should be shelter in place. Yeah. Mm. So mm. we, you know, you can go out and walk your dog. You can go to the grocery store. Um, but only, um, people that, uh, need to go that we need, um, should be at work, but mm. they've closed down the beaches, parks, and any sort of public environment has been closed down, you know? So, um, you know, personally, I mean, I, I appreciate how <laughs> there's no traffic and there's, there's no, I mean, the air feels cleaner, the, the noise level is lower, the, just the, everything feels a little bit slower. Mm. And so to me, the, the, you know, unless you're watching the news, the environment actually feels quite nice. And you've been keeping a track, we were just talking before, keeping a track of the numbers every day. What do you, what do you think about the extreme measures that they're taking? Oh, gosh, that's a good, interesting question. Um, you know, I, I, I can't sit there and say I have a better answer because we, it, we're, we're in a scenario that we, we don't know about. Um, I, you know, looking at all the numbers, I don't think they're giving you a fair picture about probably really what's going on. You know, so do we really know how deadly this virus is? And 
not really because all we're, we're essentially checking are people that have severe um, symptoms and you know we do know that obviously there's a lot of asymptomatic people maybe there's people that have already been exposed earlier in the year there's a lot of information that we don't know so it's not really fair to look at those numbers and say you know this this is a high death rate you know we don't know is it going to have the same impact as overall what the flu could you know mm. um when it's all said and done we don't know obviously they're saying no it's going to be much higher we still you know because of this rush that you're seeing at some of the hospitals around the world mm. um you know i i think there's a lot of factors that they're not looking at when they're, they're looking at why are so many people going to the hospital right now um because what we do know and like and i can only say for the, the testing in the united states i think at this point i think we're well over a million people tested mm. um and i think about of those million uh well, it might be a little bit higher. Maybe it's higher than a million. But anyways, we have about a 16% rate of the number of people that have it. So mm -hmm. for, for every person that's getting tested, uh, you know, for every 100 that are getting tested, 16 have the virus. So then, you know, 84 people are really sick right now who mm -hmm. don't have the virus. And mm -hmm. so that's, a, you know, that's going to be a considerable impact on our health system as well as people that also do probably have the coronavirus. But, um, you know, me and Kitty were just talking that, Right now, the biggest thing that you can help to support yourself, other than probably social distancing and washing your hands and cleaning stuff and um, staying away from sick people, is certainly uh, you know supporting your number one defense system, which is your immune system. And because those with strong immune systems um, are going to be the ones that are going to be least affected by this or any virus. Mm -hmm. And you look at the people that are dying of the virus and versus the ones that aren't that being affected is they have an already compromised immune system or they're already sick. Yeah. Well, yeah. 100%. I mean, you know, we know how this virus enters into the system. We know it enters into the ACE2 receptor. Um, those that is, is um, affected. We, we have, we see, we see that people are really sick, have lower levels of that receptor and that that's where it's attaching, but that receptor is quite important because it needs to be elevated to kind of dismantle the the angiosine 2 receptor so that's the thing that's going to cause all the vasoconstriction and the pulmonary edema and the respiratory issues and so um people that already have an overactor immune system are already vulnerable or already sick or already severely stressed their systems are not going to be able to fight this virus as well as someone that doesn't have a system that's already um, as I would say, kind of upregulated. Mm. Um, I was, you know, I can't remember who I was talking to, but maybe it was Craig. Um, and I just really, it, I noticed we were thinking back to before we used to eat like this. And I, I actually remember when I very first met Craig um, and, you know, he was eating the typical like bodybuilder diet and it took him a little while to transition completely over because obviously it went against a lot of what he believed was you know the right thing to do with nutrition and I always remember actually at the start when I first started seeing him he got sick a lot more you know like he had more colds and I was just thinking the other day I'm like he really never gets sick now like he doesn't really ever get any colds um and same with me you know like back when I used to do all the crazy ass dieting um I used to get tonsillitis a lot I used to get way more colds and in the last five year I think five years I've had tonsillitis once and maybe had a cold once, you know, so it is just incredible. 
um, the difference eating a metabolically supportive diet can do for your, your immune system and you, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like you said, we always go back to, you know, when your system is getting well fed, it has enough energy to give all the systems of your body, right? I mean, we have many systems, our nervous system, our digestive system, but they all are a system of systems. They all work together. They don't work independently. And so to isolate one system and not look at the others just seems kind of crazy, but we do do that. Mm. Um, but when this, when your whole body is well fueled, then it's more, the energy is more available for it to be used properly so they can do everything it wants to do. Right. Mm. And, and when you are under fueled or overstressed, uh, you know, your, your immune system essentially gets suppressed. And, you know, I just posted this very good video by Dr. Bruce Lipton today. Sorry. And he's kind of, yeah. And he is a really brilliant guy and talks about cellular metabolism and biology. And he kind of puts it into a nutshell when he essentially describes that, you know, if you're running from a lion, you're stressed, mm-hmm. you know, where's the blood going to go, right? It's going to go to your limbs. That's where everything is going to go. It's going to go away from the middle of the area, like your digest, your rest and all those things, plus to support immune function. Because if you have a bacteria or you need to run from a lion, your energy is going to go here, right? And then, as he said, if you have that bacteria and the lion gets you, then the lion's the only one that has to worry about the bacteria. But essentially, when you're under that chronic stress, your immune system is second nature. Mm. And, you know, so most people have that chronic level of stress. This environment that we've created isolating people, telling them to go inside, you know, and a lot of, there's a lot of fear with the older population right now, you, you know, and I mean, you just wonder if this environment in itself is going to be the tipping point for a lot of people getting sick, because mm-hmm. if you don't think this is stressing people and having an effect on their health, then you're crazy. Of course it is. I, th- I think, and it's obviously the reverse for you guys, but we're coming into winter now too which yeah. is going to make things even worse because it's flu season you know typically people there's not as much sun people aren't getting sun um you know which i think you because you guys are coming into summer right the opposite of us hey so it's good for you yeah right. so I, I think they're hoping that this will because i think the virus doesn't live as long on sun and heat um mm. i think it still can live obviously you're seeing it and you guys are in summer i don't mm. think you're probably seeing it as much as some of these other populations but mm. Um, you know, so it'll be interesting to see because we definitely have lots of projections of what could possibly happen at this point. Mm. Um, so, you know, like I said, time will tell. Um, but I think in the meantime, you know, you got to control the controllables and mm. that is you. And, and what you can control for you is, again, doing the basics, um, trying to keep your distance, especially from sick people and clean your hands and clean stuff. But you know, do things that are going to make you feel good. Do things that are going to upregulate your health system. And so that your body is a better vessel just in case you do come in contact with something that you you have a mild reaction to it. Because if you have a stronger system and that's what we're seeing, that's already data that we can see, right? Mm. Youth are not really being affected. Uh, I don't think, you know, very, very few children under nine, I don't think any have, have died. Um, But then as we get older, you see more and more people getting affected probably with different health issues, stress, so forth. So those are the people. And even, and I think 80% of the deaths have been uh, 65 and up. So, you know, that's a vulnerable population. Definitely take higher precautions, but still, you know, get outside, get sun. Mm. Sun is incredibly therapeutic right now. 
Um, eat the good food, eat foods mm. to support your immune system, the healthy sugars, high nutrient dense foods. Eat enough. You can sleep yeah. enough. Yeah. Sleep, you know. Because we noticed a lot. We, we've got a lot of nurses in our program and I see them posting about, you know, obviously they're under a lot of pressure and they're working longer yeah. hours. And I think for them, you know, like if you're someone, because some people are at home and less busy and some people are more busy depending on, you know, their work and our advice to them is always keep it super simple. You know, for you now, it's really important to stay well-fueled, you know, so prepare food that's like juice. Like we were talking about boil eggs, uh, milk is great, cheese, you know, things that really require very minimal prep. I remember when Craig and I first opened the gym and we were just working like stupid hours and obviously getting up in the morning and going in early to do classes. And then we'd finish really late at night. And my meal plans were just so simple. Like I'd often eat, like I'd prep up, you know, stuff that in the slow cooker that was just took really minimal time. And I'd even eat it cold, you know, and I'd, I'd make, I'd make, I remember I'd make smoothies the night before and blend them. And then I would just put them in the fridge and just shake it up. And just drink it in the morning. So as soon as I got up, I didn't have to make anything. Um, sometimes I'd put raw, like milk, raw egg, gelatin, honey. Um, and it was just so simple and so easy. And yeah, it was a bit boring, but it just meant that obviously I stayed well fueled and, you know, could cope with the extra stress and the longer hours. So I think, you know, if, if that is you, just keep it super simple. Like, yeah, it might be a bit boring eating the same food, but the most important thing is staying really well fueled and you you really can do some really great meal plans with food that takes very little prep and no cooking i think 100 percent. like the two most nutrient dense foods that i like think you know that need to be a good part of your diet other than like oysters and liver that you can have once but i mean milk and juice they're so mm-hmm. easy i mean if you and, and they're just highly densely nutritious foods that are easy for your system to get in. It's like, don't make this hard in this stressful time. Like get those foods, use those foods. You don't, I mean, it's a great time if you're at home to try new recipes and do new things. And like, and like I said, take this time to, to do, I mean, and I'm not saying a lot of people are stressed, but they're like, yeah, you know, and I hear different opinions on, I don't feel like I should have to feel like I need to write my best novel during the period. And I get it, right? This is a stress and we all take it the way we choose to take it. And it is, and it's a definitely a, an amazing excuse, this situation to decide that, yeah, I just want to not do anything. Okay. Mm-hmm. If that is your decision. You know, I'm not, there's no judgment, but could you also take this time to work on your health, to start working out, to get outside and see, get the sun, to spend time with friends or talk to friends you haven't talked to in a long period of time. I mean, there's a lot of opportunity in this situation if you look at it that way. Mm. Um, you know, but if you want to watch TV and, and be pulled in by the fear and the news, because that is exactly what it's going to do. I know if I do that, mm. I, my blood pressure goes up. I can feel my heart rate go up. I usually don't sleep as well. And I'm like, yeah. Okay. That was like 20 minutes. I just did that to me. So it's like, and it's like a drug, you know, you get pulled into it and then all of a sudden you're like a crack addict listening to the news and you, you get done and you're like freaking out. I'm like, okay, you know, whatever's going on in the world around me is, uh, is important, but my world is also very important. And my job and all of this is to stay healthy. And so mm-hmm. that's each one of all of our jobs is if you want to contribute, yeah, stay healthy. Fucking excuse me, watching the news all the time um, is not going to, is not going to support that situation at all. I think, you know, like my mom, 
and she said this to me years ago when I was like younger, that's really stuck with me. And she's like, Kitty, just focus on what you can do. Um, and for me, like I feel really empowered when I just like you say, control the controllable. So I've been, you know, doing up my meal plan, planning out the food, making sure I've got it prepped, it, making sure I'm eating every day, going for a walk, getting sun every day, um, you know, focusing on what I can control and I think you know now more than ever it's just those small things that you do every day that will give you that certainty back you know because when everything else is uncertain um and you know you you can use this as an excuse to because it it is a stressful time and I felt stressed and I felt worried and you know but have a choice of how you react and you know it's very easy and I used to do this is I would just hit the piss you know, I'd, I'd go and just have a few drinks every night and take the edge off or probably way more than a few. Um, or then I'd just go and eat shit food. Or you can choose to sit in, in, in it and sit in the fear and, you know, it's okay to have these feelings, but then do proactive things, you know, prep your food, learn about, about more about nutrition. Why can't you still reach your goals during this time? You know, like we've developed all these incredible home workouts. So you could go, well, I'm either going to do nothing or I'm going to do these amazing home workouts. I'm going to do the best that I can with my food and prep my food and stick to my meal plan so that I can sleep and feel energized. Or I'm going to run away and I'm going to drink and drown my sorrows and eat shit. Cause it, and it's easy to do that, you know, like, but you'll just feel 10 times worse the next day. Like it's just, yeah. Gonna, yeah. I mean, this is another, it is another problem. <clears throat> It's a worldwide problem. I mean, most of us haven't ever experienced something like this, but it's, it, is, and it's an, it is an amazing excuse to not do anything. I'm not going to disagree with you. That's, it's a lot. And you know, for some people, it, it's going to paralyze them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but at this point, you, you, you have choices every day that can keep you paralyzed or you can mm-hmm. get out of that. And mm-hmm. those are the things you can control. You can't control all this stuff around you right now. Um, so you know, this is a great, like I always see it. I'm like, this is where the opportunities are, you mm-hmm. know? And I hate to say that because a lot of people are going to tell you F off. This is a horrible time. I'm like, yeah, but you got, but I you go, there's also time. Yeah. Like how many times in my brain I'm like, God, I wish I just had more time. I'm like so busy. I'm like, wow, look at, I got, I mean, here we are. You know, I mean, it's always coming to you. It might not be in the way you actually thought it was coming, but here it is. So, yeah. you know, take, you know, again, if, if, to me, I'm like, if I'm doing everything I can to keep healthy, then that's all I can do. I can't control anything else. And if something bad happens, well, then at that point, you deal with it. Mm. And that's all I can do. And so, the, you know, you have to live like it's a day-to-day situation and just mm. take it day-to-day, live with it, make good choices that day like you would any other day, whether you're doing nutrition or health. But the mm. great thing now is you have a lot of time <laughs> to do it and focus on it. And, you know, like I said, I'm not minimalizing this situation. It, it, it mm-hmm. sucks for so many people and for so many different levels. And, um, but, you know, we can still persist through it and we can still get through it and thrive. So. Yeah. And you know what it is, you, you will feel more empowered when you focus on what you can do and you take action. Like it just does. You instantly feel better, um, you know, and it's, and it's just, just is those small things day to day, like you say, taking it day to day. Um, and it can be easy to like, if you get sucked into the news and your thoughts run away from you and you start thinking about everything that could happen and the worst case scenario and just doesn't, I mean, don't be stupid, obviously like plan and be smart, but it just doesn't help you. It doesn't help you. 
the end of the day, right, you have to decide if you want to, how you want to get through this, because that you have a choice. The things mm-hmm. you can't control, you can't control, but you do have a choice how you get through this and how you let it affect you. And a lot of people know I don't, it's just affecting them. Like, yeah, but you, if you're sitting around watching news all day, that you're choosing that. And so that's going to affect you in a negative way. So make a different choice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so, I mean, I know it helps me. And I know how I feel. And when I even talk to someone who's wrapped up in the crazy, I'm like, I can't, I, I mean, I don't, I won't even talk to him. I go, go, we can talk, but not about that. Cause I see where you're all <laughs> fired up about it. I go, look, I, I, you know, I know my numbers. I know what I'm kind of going with here. And I know if I do these things that, yeah, this is going to go through and, you know, but like I said, we're all kind of experiencing this together, I think, which is a very unusual situation. I mean, you're halfway across the country or the world. And are, um, you know, having the same experience as me and everyone else around the world. So it is a very interesting, connected scenario that we are experiencing. I think the world feels a lot smaller uh, today because of this situation. Well, you know what? Before we go, you should probably show everyone your gorgeous little rescue dog that you're looking after. Oh, that I've so like, yeah, I've had him on my lap. This is where he lives. Okay, can you see him? He's, oh, she's oh, she, by the way. I thought, I thought, I thought she was she. What's her name? Oh, oh hello. Ginger. Oh, Ginger. here we go. Aww. She's like, oh, she's been asleep. Let's see. She's so adorable. Look at her. Aww. Yeah, so this is what I did. This, it took me two weeks. Aww. Three fosters, Aww. and I finally got a little foster. I've already had somebody tell me that they think they might want her, and I'm like, wait, what? No, <laughs> no, no, no wait, I'm not ready. No, She's just, uh, she's so sweet. Oh, she'll get her. She looks so, so sweet. She's like, you're waking me up. <laughs> oh, she's so beautiful. She is. She's a good little, she's good. She's just like, I've just been asleep. How old and is she? I'm not sure. Um, I, 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 have, I don't know how old. I think she's probably about <laughs> eight pounds. Nine pounds. Um, I, you know, I don't know. She's, she's just like the sweetest little girl though. So, you know. This girl needs an adopted family, probably in a week or two. San Diego, if anyone knows of somebody. So, I mean, literally the sweetest girl. She will be a very good lap dog, for sure. She's so cute. Well, thanks so much, um, Kate. Always, yeah. Always a pleasure. And, always uh, a pleasure. Stay healthy, man. Yeah, you too. Stay eating. Don't worry. There's no risk of me not eating. I'm just thinking about now, like, fuck, I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm glad this is finishing. I need to go eat again. I haven't, I haven't eaten for three hours. Right. I know. Totally. I'm like, this is an early dinner. I'm like, okay. All right. Thanks so much, Kate. We'll talk to you soon. All right, Kitty. Take care.